Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit podcast. I am Apostle Antoine Wallace, and I'm so happy to be able to share with you. Um, Shout out to my good friend, Overseer Chris, who allowed me the opportunity to be able to share on his platform. Uh, I don't take it for granted um, that someone will invite you in to be able to share with the audience that God has sent and orchestrated for them to reach. And so I am so humbled to be here and I'm not going to take much time. I just wanted to go ahead and just share some things with you um, that um, I've shared before and I feel like it's necessary to share again. Um, about a year ago, I did a Bible study um on a topic called the Lord will send a stranger. And I dealt with um, ideas of strangers and how we were programmed um, to uh, to view strangers, even as children growing up and how that has kind of impacted us and how I feel like the spirit of God is twisting um, those narratives around that that strangers aren't how we have viewed them. Um, and just from childhood, we have always been taught to be aware of strangers. We are taught that their intentions cannot be trusted and and should be in question. We get very defensive about their treatment of us and even how they handle our kids. Um, We typically don't let a stranger get too close to us or our family. And because we don't know if they will harm us and rightfully so. A stranger, um, by definition, is um, a person whom does whom one does not know or with whom one is unfamiliar. Uh, a person who does not know uh, is not known or in a particular place or community and some synonyms that uh, also align themselves with the idea of strangers are a alien, a foreigner, immigrant, outsider, a visitor, wanderer, a transient. And as you know, we are in a time now where a lot of things have, have taken place and uh, we have, have caused us to look at our strangers, our our aliens, our foreigners, our immigrants, our outsiders, our visitors, our wanderers, our transients. And and we have assigned them um, with the ideas that we were raised that they could be possibly dangerous. But I want to kind of throw some different ideas in there. Um, We forget most times that before we came to know the people that we know, that we were strangers to them. And it was the ability to be able to discern the spirit that we are connecting with to let us know whether or not we should proceed in the relationship, that we should proceed in the connection. Uh, Deuteronomy 1019 says that we should love the, our, love the stranger. Leviticus 1934 says that when a stranger, a, na- a foreigner moves into the area, you should treat them as if they are already family, as if they are already known, as if they are already a part of the community. There was a uh, phrase that was penned um, that I'm going to read something that I found online. Uh, I'm talking about the phrase stranger danger. And it's the idea or warning that all strangers can potentially be dangerous. It is an example of moral panic that people experience regarding anyone that they are unfamiliar with in society. The phrase stranger danger is intended to sum up the danger associated with adults children just don't know. The phrase has found widespread usage, and many children will hear it during their childhood lives. Many books, films, and public service announcements have been devoted to helping children remember this advice. The concept has been criticized for ignoring 
that most child abductions and harm results not from strangers, but rather from someone the child knows. I want to suggest that we not teach our children uh, and, our, and to have the idea of stranger danger uh, because of the fact that we don't necessarily know the person that is interacting or trying to connect. I believe that we should really teach our children and even uh, re-teach, re relearn ourselves as adults um, how to tap into ourselves and how we feel when we're in the presence of other people and other energies. Um, we have to be very careful and cognizant not to override the feelings of our children uh, when they are uncomfortable in situations and environments, regardless of uh, um, your uh, 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 a relationship or connection with the person. If they're not comfortable, we should be aware of that and we should allow the child to not be to feel OK with not being comfortable and not forced to be an interaction where they're not uh, in a place where um, they can voice why they're uncomfortable. Spiritual discernment is what we should be teaching them. We should teach them to discern how they feel, where they are, when they're in different environments. I have a 17-year-old daughter, and one of the things that I tell her as she's being, being able to branch out from me and to be able to go into other environments is to make sure she checks in with herself to see how she feels. And if at any point she's not comfortable to make another decision, to make a decision that fits her, that flows with her, that's ease, that's peace for her. Um, and so I encourage you uh, to be able to do that for yourselves and to teach your children that as well. Uh, um, spiritual discernment allows the, uh, the, our children to build the ability to pick up when, when a, their spirit is off. And now we are adults who discern wrong about the people sometimes that God sends us because we, uh, we, we assign them the stranger danger idea. Many of us um, have been have many endeavors and creative ideas that we want to do and um, businesses we want to launch and ministries we want to start books. We want to write great ideas that are needed and impactful to make an impact into the earth because someone is wanting the thing that you are thinking about. But we have failed in our attempts to make it as big as it should be because we're looking for the people in our circles to be able to support them. And I want to help in that department because there are some times that our families and our friends, those we as we confide in, those that have watched us and coached us through the process, uh, may not be able to support us in ways that we have now uh, set expectations for them to be able to do so. Release that idea. Release that tension. Don't create that distance in that relationship um, because there is something that you are create you have done and they're not able to do it. Be okay with the fact that sometimes your family and your friends won't share the flyer. Be okay with the fact that they won't put your name in the ear of someone else, but be also okay with that your name is already in the wind. And the wind can go in any direction and that there are billions of people on the earth who are, are waiting for the thing that you are creating, who are waiting for the thing that you have that is about to be birthed in as and through you that are waiting for the things to be manifest so they can partake, so they can get and glean from it so that you can impart into them the things and the experiences that you have you've had to be able to show someone else the way. But we've created distance. We've created tension in our families behind ideas that we've done and initiatives that we have birthed because we're looking for them to support. That may not be their area of support for you. And that is OK. Let's reconcile those relationships because we need them. 
Um, allow them to be able to be in their struggles as well and not have the pressure of trying to figure out their struggle and trying to support you as you're trying to get to your next place. It's okay if they do, but it's also okay if they're unable to. Um, A meme I saw during uh, once said, your biggest hater won't be a stranger. Sometimes the family may not be able to support you because they're envious of the things that you have put, you have manifested. They don't know how you were able to do it, how you were able to pull this off. They're watching you and your life and they're trying to figure out how you are able to manage to put this together with all the things you have going on. You are now an example of to them of perseverance, of doing it, even though you're scared and doing it, even when you can't see the resources of doing it, even when you don't understand the how it's going to turn out there. They may be envious because they haven't tapped into that ability within themselves. But a stranger won't do that. They have nothing to hate on you about. They're actually excited about the things that you're putting into the earth and they're able to move it beyond where you can see. If you will open up your scope and allow your spirit to and to just imagine all the people being able to be impacted by the thing that you are about to birth in this earth, you'll you'll be surprised at who you will, who will attract and who will gravitate to you, who will find your pages, who will find your hashtags, who will find just hapt upon your website. Who will hapt upon your cash app who will have to pawn your PayPal and say, I don't know. I want, I just believe in what you're doing. I want to sow this into you. Hebrews 13 and one tells us, be careful how we entertain strangers because we could be entertaining angels unaware. There's a story that I want to talk about and then we'll be done today. Um, in Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. And I'm going to read it in the New American Standard Version. Um, And it says, Jesus replied and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers and they stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a priest was going down on that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also, when he came to the place and said and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion and came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put them on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him and whatever more you spend. When I return, I will repay you. Which of those three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, the one whom showed mercy toward him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do the same. From Jerusalem to Jericho is a 17 mile journey on a road known to harbor robbers. They would hide in caves along the way and they would attack their victim. They would strip Uh, of their covering, they would wound them, and then they departed and left this particular man half dead. Uh, Let's look at the progression. They stripped the man of his covering. They wounded him, and then they departed him, not knowing that he was still half alive. Then a priest passed by, saw him, 
and went to the other side. A Levite passed by, saw him and went to the other side. And these, in my opinion, were considered the good guys. We believe um, that the priests, the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, that they're good guys. And I believe that they are as well. I don't believe that just because these, this priest and this Levite uh, um, uh, uh, were passed by the man, that they made that made them bad. I, perhaps they were in a hurry. Perhaps it was something that spirit wasn't leading them to do. Perhaps it was there was something more the beyond their scope and they couldn't necessarily help. There are opportunities where pastors and people of, 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 of and leadership, spiritual leaders may not have the answer to the problem that they are seeing. And it may look as though they are passing over. And so be okay with the grace to give them to be able to be like, hey, I can't help with this. Because what then happened was there was a Samaritan. There was a Samaritan who was considered in this time a bad guy, a person who compromised in their religious matters. However, the Samaritan knows, knew how to treat his neighbor. The Samaritan didn't know the neighbor, but all he knew was how to take care of the neighbor. The scripture says that the, that the Samaritan saw him and had compassion. He came where he was and he went to him. He bandaged his wounds and he used oil, which was used to soothe the wounds. And he used wine, which was used to disinfect it. He put him on his animal, his own beast, to make sure that he was able to transport him into a, a place of safety, into a place of protection, and brought him to, sh to shelter and take care of him. Then he said he offered up his own money and said, whatever is more, whatever more that he needs, I'll pay it myself. What I love about the scripture is. Jesus said to, to, at the end of the scripture, go and do the same as strangers, as people, as people who may have compromised in religious matters, as people who may not have the same religious beliefs, as people who may see God in different ways, as people who may get to God in different paths. Let's be, let's go and do the same. Perhaps the pastor, the priest and the Levite didn't have compassion. Now, priest and, and Levite, let's go and do the same. Doesn't make you a bad person, but it doesn't mean that we can't also lend a hand. It doesn't mean that also we can't help. And I know that seems even in the, in the idea that it may seem a little contradictory. Because we, we particularly make the priest and the Levite of higher esteem, but we forget they have their things, too. They have their quorums, too. They, we have to be reminded to go and do the same. Go and do the same. When you are being encountered as the stranger, make sure that you go and do the same, that you think about the compassion. And if spirit is leading, if you are able, if it feels good to you, help and do what needs to be done. God will send a stranger and God will also send you as a stranger to be the, the, the connection to God, to be the answer to prayer, to be the thing that will connect them to the next place. You too are a stranger and we're waiting to be in to encounter you. Somebody you're going to meet 
is going to need something that you can provide. Someone is going to need you to hold space and allow them the ability to become their highest self. Someone you're going to meet is going to need your light to experience love through you as God gives it to you. Be open and receptive to that idea and be okay with the help of the strangers that are coming your way. I just wanted to encourage you to be aware and conscious of the ideas and the strangers that you will meet. Be careful to entertain them because you could be meeting strangers unaware. Have a wonderful Wednesday and be safe.